You're listening to the Open Home Podcast, presented by City Church Coventry. The title of this series is Favourite Books of the Bible. Hello, lovely people, and welcome to the Open Home Podcast. I am your host, Adam Kibble. This is a podcast run by City Church Coventry, and I am here today with uh, my wonderful co-host, Paula. Paula, say hi. Hi. And uh, with our guests of today... Uh, the wonderful Chris Jones. How are you doing, Chris? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, so just to kick things off, uh, we almost kind of hit a debate about um, ice cream flavours, to be honest, and it got a little bit heated in here. I'm just going to gracefully ask, what's everyone's favourite ice cream flavour? So Chris, what would you say yours is? Cookie dough. Cookie dough? Oh, good one. Is that like a, a Ben and Jerry's cookie dough, or is it just kind of like a, a flat out, any kind of... Cookie, cookie dough, dough, or cookies and cream, or... Yeah. Just cookies and anything is good. Nice. I'm gonna go with strawberry and as with as many like with as close to the real fruit as possible. So like chunks of almost real strawberry. Mm. Have you considered uh, eating a strawberry? Uh, Along with yeah, the strawberry ice cream. Could, but well, instead of sometimes the ice cream. you just want ice cream. Yeah. Mm, I would go. I'm pretty boring. I, I I just like chocolate. Okay. But then that it, was our debate. I think that's the worst one, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I love chocolate, but I don't like chocolate ice cream. Well, I don't love chocolate ice cream. One thing that is a bit paradoxical with chocolate ice cream is I feel the cheaper the better. If you oh, go for like the absolute bottom of the range of value, it can taste a lot better than the really expensive stuff. Controversial opinion of the day. Ah, okay. Hmm. Bit of a taste test. Well, next time we'll have to we'll do some trying out. Mm, I would like to try out like the posh stuff, like the five quid tub versus the one p like a bit of vanilla. Bit of strawberry. One P. I want to shop there. <laughs> one, one P. Did you say one P? <laughs> Did I say one P? That's probably what I meant. We're kicking to today's show. So today's uh, scripture has been chosen by Chris and we're doing Hebrews 11. Uh, originally, Chris said that he was happy to do the entire Bible, but um, he kind of gracefully said, I'll just do this, this one chapter for today. Uh, so we're just going to uh, read a little bit of it out. We're not going to read the entire thing because it's quite a meaty, uh, a meaty scripture. Um, So I'm just going to hand over to Chris and just kind of take it away. Yeah, um, I mean, I would encourage you to read the whole chapter if you find the time. But uh, I will read a few verses at the start and then a few verses by the end. Um, So Hebrews 11, the first verses, they say, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Uh, And then the chapter embarks on uh, an unprecedented list of uh, (laughs) biblical history. It's commonly known as the heroes of the faith. Mm. Uh, And it says things such as, uh, by faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain, and by faith Enoch was taken from this life, and by faith Noah did this, and by faith Abraham did this. Uh, I'm actually going to read some of the verses about Abraham So in verse 8 it says, By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him, of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Uh, And then the chapter continues with uh, a whole load more heroes of the faith and gives more detail about uh, why they had faith, why they are being commended, why is God uh, valuing uh, their contribution. 
Uh, and then I'll read the end of the chapter from verse 32. Uh, the writer of Hebrews says, And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, uh, David, Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle, and routed foreign armies. Uh, women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, they were sawed in two, they were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, and in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Nice. Good job on those, uh, those names. Yeah, I, I, struggled on <laughs> I struggled on Jephthah. Jephthah. I would not have read it like that, but that's, that's probably my dyslexia kicking in right there. Uh, it's such, like just that first verse. Uh, now faith. Uh, uh, now faith is uh, the assurance of things hoped for, uh, the conviction of things not seen. So mm. I'm reading from ESV version mm. there. Mm-hmm. But it's like straight away. It's it's just such a meaty chapter because it's like straight in. This is exactly what faith is. Paul is yeah. kind of uh, instantly laying out all. Uh, it's it's believed Hebrews uh, is written by Paul. Um, we're not going to do any theology debating or anything like that. We're just going to assume. Paul is the guy at the moment, but um, yeah, it's uh, just it'd just be good to know your thoughts. Why you picked this out uh, for today? Mm. Essentially, it'd be really good to know. Well, I love faith. Faith is something which I love reading about. I love studying. It's something which has been a theme over my life, and I, I'm a mathematician uh, mm. by trade. I'm a math teacher, and I love when something is very clearly defined. Mm. And often we don't get that in the Bible. Often we don't get a very precise. This is what this word means. We have to kind of read around and interpret and and this is so crystal clear it says faith is this it says being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see um and i love that uh, absolute crystal clear definition Uh, and i also love how contradictory it is to what the world's perception of faith is Mm. the secular idea of faith if i if i chose a, a random person on the street and i said explain what faith is uh i bet they would say something along the lines of when you are completely unsure about something and you take a leap into the dark yeah. that yeah. you know you hear the phrase blind faith when someone doesn't know when someone doesn't mm. understand mm. when someone does not see uh, and this says completely the opposite uh, the biblical definition of faith is when you are sure yeah. Yeah. faith is not when you don't know it's when you do know it's when you're 100% sure of something total confidence that is faith mm. which for me is mind boggling why that should be completely contradictory to what we have I guess society says we should believe faith is mm. That's awesome. Yeah. When did this scripture kind of reveal itself to you? Was there like a, a point in your life where actually like, I don't know, someone brought it to you or you were just reading uh, through the Bible at some point and actually you were like, ah, oh, yeah, this is what I needed right now. Or was it just like something that's always, it's just a scripture that's always appeared in your life and you've been like, yeah, this just sums the faith up for me essentially. But I'd... I don't remember the first time I read it, but mm. I do remember a very significant time that I read it, mm-hmm. um, which was when I had come back from a hospital appointment 
um, and I had been diagnosed with an eyesight disorder, which I still have. Um, and I think I was 16 years old and they told me that my eyesight would get worse and it would get worse and I wouldn't be able to drive and all these things. And, mm. um, and I got home and was really upset and, you know, uh, just went to my room and opened my Bible. And uh, I, I want to say I opened my Bible immediate, immediately at Hebrews 11. I can't remember if that's actually <laughs> yeah. how it happened or if that's just how I like the to say it. Yeah. The romantic version. <laughs> Uh, but I ended up at Hebrews 11, and it wasn't the first time I'd read the verse. Um, but I just remember being uh, in the presence of God and reading that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain yeah. of what we don't see. Mm. Um, and I just felt in that moment that God was reminding me that the faith I had in him to bring healing on my eyes uh, was something that I can be sure of. It wasn't something that I simply had to... Uh, guess whether he would or wouldn't do it it wasn't something that I had to have a blind hope that he might mm. um, but that it was my confidence and it was my rock that I can be completely sure mm. that he would do that mm. that's one of the most significant times I remember reading this very cool uh, so there's a lot of verses about God's promises that I've been reading recently mm-hmm. um, verses such as Psalm 12 verse 6 which says that the words of the Lord or some translations the promises of the Lord are flawless um, and it, the word flawless, it just means something which is so completely perfect and refined and there's no uh, blemish in it. Um, and just being reminded that that's what faith is when we know that God's promise is perfect, when we know for sure that there is no blemish. It's not, uh, it's not a maybe, it's not a guess, it's not mm. a prediction. Uh, it's not living despite the evidence. Mm. It's living because of the evidence. Yeah. Um, and I love in verse 2 where it says, by faith we understand. And some people would say that faith is when you don't understand, then you have to have faith. Mm. Faith is a safety net. But in this case, faith is the understanding. Um, It reminds me of the very cheesy line from that Santa Claus film where it says, (laughs) seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. Or the other way around. Uh, I can't remember which way around. Say it again. Seeing Seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. Uh, And I love that. (laughs) When you have faith, that is what enables you to see. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like these scriptures are so... They're so precious kind of to hold on to for our own experiences. Like I remember I used to have really bad eczema all over my body um, about five or six years ago. And I was about two years into it. I thought, God, why, why, like, I haven't been healed of this. Like, it doesn't seem to be going away. I've sought loads of medical advice. And one day someone just kind of said, oh, I just believe Psalm 6 is there for you. Uh, I'll just quickly turn to it. Yeah, a bit Psalm 6. So actually, it's quite a depressing psalm. Um, Mm. Like, quite a few of them, David kind of starts out with, like, oh, uh, I'm in anguish, my enemies are after me, Lord, save me, all those kinds of things. Uh, And then it kind of resolves at the end of, like, oh, but the Lord is, uh, he's steadfast, he's for me, and everything like that. And and so, for me at the time, uh, it kind of hit home just reading the first bit of that verse, because um, I was just, like, I couldn't sleep at night because I was just itching Mm. like crazy, uh, I, I felt very self-conscious uh, kind of in my later teenage years and just like I was just so uncomfortable in my own skin uh, and so to kind of understand this almost torment um, there's even a line that's kind of like uh, I'm weary with my morning every night I flood my bed with tears I drench my couch with my weeping now I wasn't like bawling out crying like crazy I think but it was kind of getting to the point where I was like I was so stressed out by it mm. um, and then it just turned it around where uh it says, depart from me, all you workers of evil, for the Lord has heard the, uh, the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea and the Lord accepts my prayer. 
all my enemies will be ashamed and they shall turn back and be put to shame in that moment. And it was just like, it's like for you, it's that moment of confidence of like, yeah, this is a direct word for me in this moment. I'm like, I can, I'm definitely holding on to this. And actually, it didn't go away instantly, my eczema. It was another like year and a half before it kind of disappeared altogether. And then I just remember thinking like, oh, I can't wait for the day to have kind of baby silk skin again. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of like started realizing like, oh, actually, yeah. my skin's all fine. Wow. And yeah. uh, you guys can't see, uh, listen to the show, but um, I'd say it's pretty silky smooth. It's got a nice shine to it and everything. <laughs> so um, Adam is now showing off his skin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adam, but you're talking about But yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I'm putting you on the spot here, Paula, but if you've, have you got any, like, it doesn't necessarily need to be healing, but is there any kind of scriptures where you're like, yeah, that gives me my faith and that's part of my faith in God and my confidence that has kind of kept me in that relationship with him and kind of knowing him. Is there anything to the top of your head? It doesn't have to be a scripture or mm-hmm. just like, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's similar to what you said. It's those testimonies of, of times when you've seen God do something or seeing the seeing God's faithfulness in your life and that mm-hmm. gives you that's the thing that you can draw on to give you faith for the next thing mm-hmm. so there's so many examples in my life but some could be money or I've been in situations before when I've um uh due to where I where I lived and where I studied I I had complications with my student finance and there was one point I just had to empty my entire bank account <laughs> I I saved up all this money to do a gap year um, after I'd to do one more year of study that I had to pay for myself I'd saved up all this money mm. and one day I knew I was in a lot I was having a lot of pressure to pay off this student debt and um, one day I just knew that God said to use that money for to pay off the student debt all the money that I'd saved up that I'd worked really hard mm. for I just mm. knew that I had to empty my account and pay it all and I did and that meant that I had to go into this next year with so much faith because I didn't have the money mm. to rely on that I had saved up for because God had told me to use it for something else. And um, and yet that year, I was comp- I, it was hard at times, but I, every month, was able to pay for what I needed and was able to get through completely fine and pay my rent mm. because God had promised me he would be faithful. And it's those stories that I remind myself of God being faithful and, and scriptures like this where he, mm. you see what he's already done and I use it to remind myself of who he is and when I'm in situations like that again mm. and I think the important thing there is you heard what God said and then you did it mm. and I, and it's like with the verse I read with Abraham where it says that he had faith and then he obeyed and went mm. and I think faith requires a response when, when we have faith in God it doesn't sit idly mm-hmm. faith isn't waiting around for something to happen faith is when you have heard God and you follow it's when you you know you, you hear what he said and then you lean into it and you act on it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. As you were just saying that, I was reminded of uh, a verse in James. I come back to James quite a lot. I really like James, and um, even though I'm pretty sure uh, Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, but the Reformation. Yeah, yeah. He, that, cut, he that, cut it out of his Bible, didn't he? Yeah, he was like, oh, I don't like it, and that's because when he was he was a monk, you had all these kind of religious and uh, legalistic kind of practices and stuff it kind of James kind of reflected a lot of that and so Martin's revelation uh, Martin good old Martin Mm -hmm. uh, his revelation was that actually we don't need to uh, that's not the the only way to kind of please God but anyway back to this it's like uh, I think 
Yeah, faith without uh, works is dead. So yeah. this comes in James two, mm. uh, verse fourteen. So, uh, what what good is it, my brothers, if one says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, "Go in peace and be warmed and filled," without giving them the things they uh, needed for the body, what good is that? Also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Yeah. And that's yeah, exactly. That's a really important thing, as you're just saying. It's kind of yeah, committing it back to God and kind of following through with those sorts of things but yeah I remember when I was on a, a university open day when I was looking for university to go to as a student mm. and I think I was in Bath University in their sports hall and in massive letters on the side it had this quotation which has stayed with me ever since and it said vision without action is just a dream action without vision just passes the time yeah. but vision with action can change the world oh, wow. I, oh, know. That's I know oh, I, I like that oh. I know because oh, if we say that faith is when you see that can't just be seeing. Mm. That has to be seeing and doing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I've just paraphrased the Bible, which I've already no, said. Yeah. No, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not yeah, adding no. anything to what James has, James has written. But, yeah, because uh, otherwise it is just thoughts and yeah. emotion, isn't it? Rather, it's, yeah. it's how we live our life. Yeah. I love the, and I love that you picked out the Abraham verse because I love that. I love Abraham's story yeah. and the way he, he gave up everything and just started yeah. moving and walking and doing what God told him without yeah. really knowing in like on the in the earthly sense where he was going to or what he was doing but yeah yeah, he had assurance Mm. in who he was moving with and and therefore where he was going to even though he didn't physically know um do you have anything about abraham's life did you choose that verse for a certain reason or uh i mean just in my mind he's the king of faith like you know (laughs) where every uh every time i think of faith i I suppose you could say noah or i mean all the all these people that are described here but that when i think about abraham uh, he was promised a son. He was promised mm. um, descendants. And then he, when he achieved that, when he got it, God told him to sacrifice it, and he was going to do yeah. it. He was yeah. going to sacrifice his son. Uh, it, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Like I, I think I have good faith. Like I consider myself my faith to be strong. But when I hear that, um, it's just mm. I have no place in my mind for where to put that. Yeah. Yeah. That he would he would finally receive this thing he'd been waiting for for years. Mm. And thinking, yes, God has fulfilled this promise, and then God says, "Okay, would you give it up for me?" And Abraham says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would." And what that says about him, he he must have been so sure that that was God's voice, that that was what he was being asked to do yeah. by God, and that says so much about not only his faith but the relationship that he he built up with the Father mm. for years and years and years. That he had no doubt. If he doubted at all that that's what God asked him to do, he wouldn't do it. Why would you do that? No, yeah. I mean, it's, it tells us why in verse 19. It says, Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And figuratively yeah. speaking, he did receive back Isaac back from the dead. Yeah. Mm. Does it remind you of anything? He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. Ah, that's such a good point. That's a great point. I really like yeah, that, Paul. Yeah. Like, so yeah. so yeah. this verse isn't something which um, I, I used to... You know, lean on is something which has stayed with me and something which I keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. And one of the more recent times that I felt God teaching me about faith, uh, I felt God challenging me as to um, how my faith had dipped. Um, I feel like we have a responsibility to steward our faith, um, and I feel like God will convict us and challenge us when our faith in in His promises drops. And what I had realised is um, so. Uh, when God told me 
when I was younger that he was going to heal my eyesight. Mm. Uh, I had a large amount of faith, as in I was completely convinced that God was going to heal me mm. and that he was going to heal me soon. Uh, you know, that faith was probably at its peak at that moment. Mm. And of course, over time, when you, uh, you, you, that distance grows between when you heard the voice of God yeah. and when you don't see a fulfillment, mm. uh, your faith can start to waver. Um, and my faith had been up and down and um, I, I believe that God had been teaching me recently about um, the three levels of faith. The first level of faith says that God can do something, um, as in like he has the ability to do it. Uh, if you're struggling at that level, there's a problem <laughs> uh, because the Bible is full of examples of you know, God being able to heal. That is what he does um, or God being able to fulfill whatever the promise is. Um, and I don't think I've ever struggled with that. I don't think I've ever believed that God cannot heal me. Uh, the second level of faith says God does heal, as in God does fulfill his promises. So he can do it and he does do it. Um, and again, the Bible, especially Hebrews 11, is full of these examples of mm. God moving miraculously in people's lives mm. because of their faith. And I don't think I've ever really struggled with that either. But what I realised, and the reason I felt God challenging me recently is that I hadn't been maintaining the third level of faith, which says God will. God can, God does, God will. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that I had more recently slipped into uh, believing God does heal people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I heard stories of him healing other people, but maybe he won't heal me. As in, like, he does it, he can do it, maybe he won't heal me. Um, and I realised that I needed to come back to this idea of what faith is. Faith is when I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Faith is when I'm confident. Uh, mm. And when God speaks, that's a promise. For God, there's no difference between what he has said and what he has promised. What he has said is a promise. Mm. Uh, and I know that he has told me he's going to heal me. And so I have to remember that that is a God will do this. Yeah. Um, and there's a quote by C.S. Lewis that I've jotted down on my phone. Oh, I think it's C.S. Lewis. I'm 95% <laughs> sure it's C.S. Lewis. Uh, where he, he we'll says get our fact-checkers to research. Yeah, yeah, get the team on it. It says that faith is holding on to what my reason once accepted despite my changing moods. And as in, I was convinced of this once, as in I, I knew that God was going to do this. So even when my mood changes, even when I don't feel like it, even when I can get angry at God that he's not done something, I have to look back at that time mm. when I was sure and remember that mm. and stand on that and yeah. remember that that is a promise. Mm. And again, it kind of it comes back. I think I think it's in the same verse that we just looked at. James kind of talks about like he says, you look in the mirror and then you look away and you forget what you look like, kind of thing. It's mm. that whole idea of you've kind of heard the words, but then you kind of walk away and you, you just immediately forget that you lose that kind of sense of anticipation. Like, I don't know about you guys, but there have been uh, Sunday morning meetings where like you get really fired up and you're kind of like, oh yeah, I'm ready to go out to the week, and, and then you get to Monday and it's like. Why am I not feeling the same way that I did yesterday? It's like, well, it's it's a continual, uh, there's a continual connection and going back to God and uh, kind of strengthening that that relationship that you were kind of talking about, Paula, mm -hmm. and yeah, not forgetting what you just saw yeah. in the mirror, sort of thing. But yeah, I, I like that God will. Yeah, that's really cool. You got anything else to add, Paula? No, I just I yeah. love that in, and we haven't even read the whole chapter. I love that mm. in just a few verses that we've picked out. There's so much to. Yeah. there's so much to unfold and so much to think about and yeah. we haven't even read it all and we've only really talked about one person that yeah. they spoke about yeah. so yeah I definitely am inspired to go and read about this again and yeah. remind yeah. myself of the things God has done because this is our history too mm. you know um, 
And one thing that is great to do when we read this chapter is imagine if God was inspiring this chapter mm. to be written today and he was going to include us, what would our yeah. paragraph be? Mm. So yeah. by faith, Chris, what would yeah. that say? By yeah. faith, Adam, by faith, Paula, yeah. what would God say about us? How would God commend us for our faith? Because ultimately that's yeah. how we're going to be judged. God, mm. God's going to say, well done, you had faith. This is what you had faith for. What is God writing about you in your life now? That's great. And even even just you talking to like and you talked to me a bunch about your your eyes and this mm. this kind of what God's been saying to you but every time you say it like I immediately feel kind of a rise in my spirit and going yeah like this is de- <laughs> this this will happen yeah. and it's like and you just realize the power of that and you realize why uh, Paul is just listing off all these guys because these are all forefathers and people mm. that um, I'm assuming that by the name of Hebrews it's probably directed to probably some sort of Judaism guys or crowd or anything like that um but they, they all know those characters and they're all getting fired up and kind of remembering yeah. that and he's doing that on purpose so then he goes right now you know faith is real and this is the thing it's like go out and believe in it basically and it's mm-hmm. yeah really and it's just power of confession again that sort of mm-hmm. thing um just voicing that yeah but yeah. i'm really encouraged and and now god's going to use it for his yeah, glory absolutely. yeah i will come back and share with you guys when God heals me Absolutely. we can yeah, do another but we can do a part two yeah, yeah looking forward to be to continued it. it's going to be great yeah looking forward to that cool I think that's a pretty good place to yeah. end yeah, today thanks for telling your stories Chris yeah no thank, thanks so much thanks for having me yeah, appreciate that and thanks for being here with us Paula and, no problem uh, thank you guys for listening uh, it'd be really great if uh, we've kind of been chucking out our favourite Bible verses, but if you want to leave in whether this has been posted on Facebook or Instagram or whatever platform, we'd love it if you could just uh, jot down your comments, your favourite Bible verses. Uh, we might even give them a mention out on the show. Uh, yeah, just get involved. But thanks for tuning in. See you next time. See ya. Bye. For more podcasts and videos, follow us on our Facebook and Instagram or go to citychurch.org.